Hello and welcome to another episode of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. And uh, it's April. It's it early is. April as well. It is. It's For quite us. early. For us, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose, could be. Could I be so bold as to not release this publicly until the 12th? Where are we on? We're on the 8th today, aren't we? We're on the 8th, yeah, that's only, mm. it's only Monday. Yeah, I might do that, you know. So if you're if you're listening if you're a patron you'll be listening to this uh, before and if you're uh, in the public you'll be listening to this on the 29th anniversary of yeah. the opening of uh, what was called Euro Disney Euro Disney yeah it, was like, it, wasn't, was even, gonna... it wasn't even a resort at that no, point no I was gonna, I was trying to add some stuff to it I thought no it wasn't <laughs> no it was just Euro Disney and yeah. Euro Disney Park and Euro Disney whatever yeah. 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 So 29 years. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Who'd have who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Not anybody in 1993, that's for sure. <laughs> Certainly not. No, and I don't think most people were thinking it 10 years further down either. No. I think people were still thinking it was going to go the way of the uh, theme park gods. Honestly, I mean, uh I don't know how many more times I'll mention this on this podcast until I actually try and do something with it, but um I've been recently revising my book again and looking at the uh I'm just going over like bits and pieces at the moment. I was looking through that uh, chapter I've done about uh, the first couple of years, and um, you know, I mean, it, it it was so dicey, yeah, so dicey at the time. Like it came so close to bankruptcy. Um, I I mean, I don't think it. I don't know how they'd have sorted it. I don't think it ever would have gone bankrupt. I think no, someone I think it, would have, but yeah, I think it would have gone the same way that it. It has eventually with Disney saving it because mm. I don't think they'd let anything with their name go like that. <laughs> well, also as well, it's the French government, isn't it? Yeah. Because it was such a big, it'd been a huge embarrassment for the French government if that, yeah. if it had flopped after such a short amount of time, and the fact that it was such, uh, you know, it was it was a, a large employer, yeah, massive new large employer, so. You know, there's all these reasons why and I do talk about them, but you know, it just it just got so close, um, and it's just amazing that. I, I mean, I think, and I, I don't talk about my own opinion on on what happened so much. Um, I talk more about just just what actually happened. But if I was to to kind of look at it, I think they opened too big too quickly, and and yeah. what I mean is, and I think we've talked about this previously, the fact that. Um, Newport Bay was like the biggest hotel in Europe. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, if that was the only hotel they had on site, fair enough, but it wasn't. It wasn't, no. You know, they, By had a long hotels, shot. <laughs> they had hotels coming out of, of everywhere. And, um, yeah. you know, and uh, okay, this was before the, the kind of partner hotels they, they added on site later on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that resort first opened as if it was Disney World. Yeah, I mean Disney World didn't even have that many hotels when it no, first opened. Exactly. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, I think they were just expected to just be a complete runaway hit, and it just wasn't, you know. And it's quite funny that I mean, I, you know, I obviously have memories of my first ever visit in '92, but you know, I was only nine, and yeah. I'm much older now, and. Um, you know, but I remember it being, I mean, I loved it, but there were weird things 
yeah. there were weird things and there was a lot of angry people i do remember people get like getting quite rowdy about the fact they couldn't have wine yeah <laughs> with meals not my parents obviously but um yeah people you you could you saw a lot of shouting in restaurants and stuff like that <laughs> Because yeah. people couldn't get the drinks they wanted. Yeah, Disneyland is the complete opposite. Now yeah. that they've announced they're going to sell alcohol, people are shouting from the rooftops about that. Oh, different cultures, man. Different yeah. cultures. But uh, yeah, I, mem- I remember as well, like the foods, maybe it was just because of everywhere I ate, but it was very, very similar. Like, it, you know, spaghetti bolognese was almost everywhere. And I don't think, I think you, the, the Bella Norte. Yeah. Said it maybe. I can't think of anywhere else on property. I see spaghetti bolognese as a dish now. No. But I remember I remember that being offered of quite a few times and burgers and chips. There wasn't much variety no. at all that first year. No. But, uh, there you go. Um, but yeah, so 29 years. And I mean, it's it's another year we have not been able to celebrate properly. Um I think. I think it was announced just after the last episode came out that they wouldn't be reopening this month. Yeah. Which was the plan. The plan, I think, was the 2nd of April. Yeah. Should have, been open. A, should have been open, well, last weekend. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Oh, uh, yeah, for Easter. Yeah. So, unfortunately, um, you know, France is still in a in a pretty bad way with regards to... Um, the COVID-19 pandemic um, it doesn't seem to be uh, decreasing I know they're vaccinating more people now but they still seem to be quite uh, lagging behind a lot of uh, neighbouring countries yeah they've gone into a third lockdown yeah well they're they're, they're basically seeing a third wave aren't they that's that's really the problem Um, I don't know yeah I don't I don't know what what the um, what they can do really but no except lockdown i mean uh, you know i know people are very against lockdowns and and you know we're speaking from the uk which has uh been locked down a lot more than than most places but i i you know i think that's the only way of really trying to to get a handle on it really yeah. I, I can't think what else to do yeah, until so. they can get those those uh vaccines out more rapidly like like we have and like the us have mm. um they're still going to be in trouble. Yeah, I think I think they're rolling out pretty quickly now, but it's it's the fact that it's taken them so long to get to this stage. Yeah, I'm sure I've read actually, like in terms of like doses they're giving out, they're actually you know doing a good job, but unfortunately they're, they're still playing catch up. Yeah. So even though they're doing it right now, they should have been doing this two or three months ago. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So you know we we don't know. I mean. At least with this last announcement that they weren't opening in April, they didn't give a date. No, and and I get the feeling it's going to be at least probably another three months. Yeah, I I think they might try and do what they did last year, which is open up for summer. Yeah. If if I was if I was making a guess, that's what I think they would do. I think announcing a date and then you know a few weeks before saying actually we can't do that anymore is is not good for anybody. Um, because it, you know, people have got holidays, uh, people are trying to plan holidays, people are booking things up, and then it just gets moved along and moved along. And it's, it, you know, it's not, it's not a good look for anybody. No. So I, I think they're better off now just holding off until, you know, things are starting to get better. 
uh, in France, and then they've got a more realistic chance of actually doing it. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, they've for now they've not got a second market because we can't travel to them, and the likelihood is we're not going to be able to travel to them for the foreseeable. Um, with the talk that that Europe will probably be a red light on our on our traffic lights um, once that comes into place, so you look at it and you go, well, they haven't got a lot of people visiting. Um, it's more likely to be local, so the hotels won't be needed and things like that. You've got to think that, is it even worth them opening until that happens? Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, we are still waiting to know exactly what we can and can't do, but um, yeah, we, we discussed this on other podcasts. It doesn't matter how, how far uh, you know we are in our covid vaccine journey um it's about what other countries are doing as well yeah so you know we we won't obviously uh no country will be 100 percent. but you know by by may uh you know by the end of may you could find that over half the population have had you know two covid jabs yeah um and so by by that you would expect to be able to be able to travel um, but if other countries you want to travel to aren't at that stage or they've got different variants or whatever, then it's it's probably unlikely we'll be allowed to. So, yeah. you know, that's that's what we've got to um as we've got to uh consider, I suppose. But um I mean I know this is a little bit of a, a cheeky thing to mention. And I, I said to you that I was gonna leave you with like the newsy bits and stuff like that, but I suppose we should really uh, even though we haven't got an update, but really mentioned the the cruise aspect. Yeah. So, unless I've missed something, which is very possible, but as far as I know, the information still isn't out. Nope, there's, there's still nothing. I don't expect us to hear anything until we get these rulings put in place right. as to what we can and can't do. Looking yeah. at it, that's, that's as far as I can see that they're not going to announce until they know exactly what they can do. So the the plan at the moment, or what they've announced that they want to do, is two, three, and four night cruises um, on the Disney Magic. Yes. Um, but that it will only be around the UK. So normally that would be a, a cruise around the Mediterranean or you know somewhere in Europe. But yeah. this will literally be touring the uh the east side of uh of england yeah pretty much although it's and, and with like, british passengers only yes yeah i'm trying to think it is all the east isn't it because it's yeah i'm sure sure it is it's uh southampton yeah uh tilbury which they call london tilbury it's not um and then i think it's newcastle and oh where's the other one yeah, I'm trying to think as well. Uh. To be fair, I only really looked at Tilbury because that's the closest one to to me. Not that it's actually that close. But Tilbury's nowhere near you. What are you talking no, about? No, but it's still the nearest nearest port out of all of these. Really? Yeah. Newcastle must be, surely. No, Newcastle's nearly three hours uh, from here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Is it Liverpool? Yeah, which would mean it's the west side. West side. West side. 
Yeah, uh, well, it was it was like... Liverpool before, wasn't it? Yeah. So, because we know our Craig went to see it when it was yeah. there. So it's yeah. So so that's the plan. It's a two, three, four night cruise. Um, we don't know if you can leave the ship yet. Uh, we've got no idea on prices because that obviously hasn't come out yet, and we don't even know dates. No. Um, because that's not that's unknown yet as well. It will depend, as you rightly said. Uh, you know, once we hear the announcement from the government about what kind of travel we can do and when we can start to do it, I guess that's when Disney will announce what they're going to do. But uh, it, it's interesting. I've always liked the idea of a Disney cruise, but not liked the the time scales of the Disney cruise. Like I just find it a bit too long. Uh, so uh, you know, a two or three night cruise sounds pretty good to me. To be honest, I think that'd probably be what I'd like to do. So, yeah, I'm in agreement. I I said if we do it, it'll be it'll probably be the two night one, just because of the fact that we don't at the moment we don't know what we can do. The likelihood is you're going to be stuck on a boat. Yes. <laughs> for for the amount of time that you're on the boat, and for, for me, ship should I say? I'll get told off for calling our boat. Um. I don't. I don't feel like I want to be stuck in the same place for more than about forty-eight hours. Yeah, I um, when I used to go to Norway in the nineties, because my parents would drive, or, or say parents, my dad would drive, um, because neither of them would like get on a plane or anything. We used to have to drive to Harwich and get a ferry from there to Sweden. Gothenburg, if I remember rightly, and then we drive um, through Sweden to Norway. Yeah, and that took about took about a day. Yeah, might have been about 22, 23 hours, maybe. And that, like it, it was a large ship, but it wasn't a proper cruise ship because of the the journey it was it was taking. Um, and I didn't mind that too much, but times are different now. Yeah, that was that was before I had the internet, um, before I had really good entertainment. So yeah. um, I don't know nowadays if if I would be able to spend forty eight hours or or longer on just on a ship, not being able to yeah. get off. And I know there's loads of stuff to do, but I still think I'd find it claustrophobic. Yes, only being able to walk like however many feet it is. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, you know, obviously, you know, you see these ships, they are, they are massive, but you can't walk off them. I mean, you can walk off them, people do, but you ain't getting yeah. back on it and you ain't going to no. be going back alive. So uh, that's probably not, probably not ideal, but um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I just, I just want them to announce, you know, when they're doing it and the restrictions and the prices, and then I can decide what I, I might want to do. Um but you know, it's it's interesting, and it will be something different. And I think for people that have been, you know, really uh, missing their Disney fix, and look, I have, you have. Um, I just think that you know there are people that are probably missing it more. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've not missed. I mean, I I, I do miss it, but I I can't say I've been clamoring the walls like thinking I just need to get in the park. Yeah. Exactly. No. It's just kind of like it'll be back. Yeah, yes, and, and I miss I'll, it, but and I look forward to it. Yeah, when I can go, 
I look forward to it. Um, and and you'd think with what we do that we'd be like chomping at the bit to get back. You know, but, I think it's because of what we do that we we don't. Yeah. I think because we talk about it so much, or you know, even when we're not recording podcasts, you know, if, if something pops up in the news, we'll talk about it on in our little chat groups and stuff. Yeah. You know, I think it, it's constantly there in the background. So yeah. it's the same reason why I've been able to pretty much lead a almost Disney World exclusive podcast for nine years. Yeah, with like two visits. We've not no. I've not even I've I've been I've been I mean we had that we had that, that kind day. of like half day. Um and yeah. that was the only time in the last uh eleven years that yeah. I'd been. I yeah, hadn't started well, a podcast before the you know until after the last time I went. Well and, it was the same for me. Yeah. I've I've been doing this six years now and I've been for that half a day as well. Yeah. So, you know, and I and I think that's it. Because I thought I feel a bit fraudulent, but it's like, well, no, I know what I'm talking about, and also, I probably pay more attention to it than people that do actually go. Yeah, because people so, that go all the time just take it yeah, as given. When exactly. something changes, they just kind of walk past it and don't even notice things like we do when we see something on the on a vlog or something. We go, oh, that's different to to the last time they went past. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's see what happens. But if you are, you know, if you are living in the UK or living in uh, in in Britain, and you're missing Disney that badly, and you're not going to be able to get to France for any reason, then you know this might be what ticks your box. You might be able to go yeah. on one of these cruises. Um, but yeah, we're just waiting for um, Alexander Feifel to to make his. Uh, his decision, his his plans known, and then we can decide. Because I mean, also it'll de- de- depend on. Um, well, it won't depend so much for you and me, maybe. But you know, if uh, if kids will be allowed unvaccinated yeah. to go on these things, so yeah. you know, I mean, if they aren't, then it's a good excuse to not take them. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm, I'm already yeah. a bad dad, so I might as well continue yeah. on that path but um, no, i'm already taking mine to florida later on in the year so it'll yeah, be fine exactly it's all good um so what news about uh the the main park itself did you did you want to talk about yeah there's a there's a couple of bits from um discovery land over the last couple of days uh Beautiful. the first one's something we've already talked about but we've finally seen it fully unveiled is the uh the refurbishment of buzz lightyear um, gone is the days of the the black facade that has gone. Um, no um, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger link to it anymore. Um, the the outside used to look very much like a lot of the promo stuff from the the animated TV series that, for some bizarre reason, hasn't appeared on Disney Plus. There is a lot. I didn't realise there's a lot of outcry about this. I yeah. did. You, did you ever watch it? I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've mm. never never watched it all the way through. Like I'm sure I had like a DVD that had like three episodes on it. No, they used to do it when you you'd get bits, so you'd get a volume one. Well, if I remember rightly, they released uh, a DVD or a video at the time it would have been on DVD as well. I imagine. That was called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, which was the name of the series. Yeah, and I believe that was like the first three episodes, kind of um, 
put together as like a like a feature length. Yeah, which I'm sure I saw, but I yeah. think that's probably all I've ever seen. I don't ever, and maybe it was because of the age I was, but I don't ever remember it being on TV. No, um, not on not on terrestrial TV anyway. And I wonder whether I got it from Blockbuster as a rental, right? And that's what I'm because I'm sure I didn't have it because otherwise I'd still have it now. Yeah. So it makes me think that I must have rented it from Blockbuster. And I think did Tim Allen do the first few episodes, and then it was Patrick Warburton. Yeah, I believe I so. Say. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a typical Disney afternoon show. Like it, it ran for sixty five episodes, I think, in total, maybe sixty episodes. Um, they always kind of got those runs, yeah, um, which they would split out over you know a couple of years or something to to drag it out. But it only had like one proper production season. Um, and to be honest, I had no interest in it really. No, I I didn't really care for this uh, this you know what what buzz was supposed to represent or anything i don't yeah. know why i think because the animation didn't look great or something yeah it wasn't it wasn't pixar was it it was a i think it was a disney production yeah i mean it was you know it was obviously not supposed to it wasn't computer animated it wasn't supposed to look like the toy story films it wouldn't have had the budget for it and they wouldn't have had the capability at the time um and so it looked kind of like a bit of a cheap um knockoff so i just i just you know, I was at the wrong age for it. I, I didn't really, yeah. wasn't really interested. But people are really annoyed that it's not appeared on Disney Plus, and yeah. it's weird that it hasn't. And the only thing now, I've said it out loud, the only thing, uh, the only reason why I think maybe it's not come out yet is because they're trying to do this Buzz Lightyear film. Yeah, aren't they? This, um, you know, the real Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, with Chris Evans. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's you know either they're going to hold it off until that comes out or yeah. they're not going to release it until sometime after because they don't want to muddy the the continuity i you know yeah. i don't know but it's got to be a reason why yeah there must be because because for me it's an obvious thing to put on there it's a great load of content hmm. but then you say that things like tailspin still haven't made it onto our disney plus <laughs> Is it has been on the US Disney Plus. Yes, I believe so. I couldn't remember if it was or not because I've not looked. At and it it wasn't to start with. It's only been maybe in the last three or four months. Right. Yeah. Because I was going to say when I first got Disney Plus, I don't remember it being on there because I, no. I did start to look for those shows yeah. and obviously Chip and Down that was on there, but Tailspin wasn't. That's interesting. I know. I know um, as we recall this, uh, Dinosaurs is coming to the UK. Mm. Um, yeah. After a bit of a delay, which again, no one, someone, I, I saw a few people say, oh, it's because BBC owned the rights to it, which I never understood because B- the BBC never showed it. No, it was on ITV, wasn't it? it? Yeah. So I, I, I never understood why it would be tied up with the BBC. And I think that must have obviously been complete nonsense yeah. because, um, <laughs> well, it's now showing up. <laughs> so yeah. I, it was something to do because. I've got a funny feeling that it belonged to Jim Henson. I think he owned the rights, and that was one of the reasons why it didn't pop up until later on. Disney managed to convince him to sell it on. Well, well he, he wouldn't have done. No. Because he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. The, the Jim Henson company. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because it was, it was shown, like, it was an ABC show as well. Yeah. So it was on a Disney-owned network. Yeah. So it was all all a bit strange. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so that, that that's coming out. So, you know, and I mean, you can't expect them to have everything on there at no. once. That would, that would be silly. But it would be nice to know that it's going to be on there at some point. Yeah. I've, I've, one thing I've learned in the last few days is that the licensing can be so weird, right? Yeah. So speaking about, um, you know, Disney properties that, uh, you know, from the 90s that weren't on Disney Plus but are, um, NECA are releasing a line of Gargoyles figures. Yes. And they look, as, as of course you expect from NECA, they look incredible. I mean... I don't know how they do it, but the their animated stuff that they do are just phenomenal looking toys. I mean, I don't know if you've seen their turtle stuff. Yes. But I mean the movie ones look amazing as well, but the animated ones really look like they've taken a a frame from a cartoon episode and just made it in 3D. It's incredible. So they've got these really great looking um gargoyle figures that are coming out. And I've only seen Goliath so far. I think that might be the only one they've shown photos of. Um, but they've now confirmed that they can't release them in the UK because of licensing. Yeah. And I don't. I just don't understand. No. Who's got the license to make gargoyle toys in Europe? God knows. And it's interesting because I I listen to our, our friend Jim Hill. Uh, he does a oh, animation geez. podcast. He does. Um, with Drew Taylor, and I listened to that not long ago, and apparently they had been working on a live-action Gargoyles. Uh, that's been going on. I mean, I heard rumblings of that not long after the animated series had finished. Yeah. But this this was it. They got the script from when they started working on it back then, and apparently they could only afford, afford one Gargoyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which was one of the reasons why it didn't get made. I know, uh, I know Jordan Peele was recently trying to sniff around that as well wasn't yeah. it but i don't think that's gone anywhere no um but i just just licensing is, is obviously clearly yeah. much weirder than you, you would just expect you'd pay up for the the global license i bet they've just done yeah. it on the cheap yeah oh it's going to cost us double to do europe as ah oh, no we'll just do us yeah so no doubt they'll be available from somewhere and they'll be much more expensive than they should have been and it means that i'm never going to buy them yeah but I don't know if I'd have bought them anyway, as great as they are. You, you, you can't buy everything you want, can you? No, so. exactly. Um, but yeah, so dinosaurs. I've not, I, I never watched that show all the way through. I dipped in and out. I know what happens at the end. Uh, yeah. One of uh, the most famous kind of TV endings of a show, um, especially for the nature of the show that it was. But um, yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll be quite happy to see it on, on Disney yeah. Plus, to be honest. Yeah, actually I'm looking forward to it. A good it watch. So. Seeing it pop up, yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know how we how do we get onto that? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew there was something park related that that led us to all yeah. that conversation. So yeah, it's a Buzz Lightyear. So have they removed um all of the the kind of theming around Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, or is there still some inside? I'm not sure inside. They've not shown the inside yet, but um, yeah, they they took down the the scaffolding and everything. Um, it now kind of looks. You could kind of tie it into Andy's bedroom. Um, hmm. With the look of it, it's now completely blue on the outside. Right. Um, let me find it. I did have it up, and I've lost it. 
That's what she said. <laughs> oh, it's bad. I've I've literally just finished watching all all nine seasons. Uh, we are we have, we are a few. I think third episode of season eight. Yeah, we've just seen. Uh, we're just starting the Robert California. Uh, yeah, stage of the show. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny because you're you've just finished it and. Uh, Craig is, I think, in season eight as well. Yeah. So it's weird that we're all kind of watching it at the same time without watching it yeah. together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's most of the theme in itself has stayed the same. Right. Uh, Buzz is still there. Um, all the well, that's good. I'm glad he's still there in, in, in his own right. Yeah, yeah but he's, still, he's still on the front. Um, it. Um, they still got all the antenna and things on top of the the building. That's all all still there. All the the dishes and everything. They've yeah. literally just even the sign is still the same. Um, they've just recolored the the background to it, so the the laser blasts and everything have gone. Um, and now it just looks like planetary maps, um, but in a in the same kind of blue color that Andy's bedroom was. So how does how does this look to you? Um, it, it, where it is, like, uh, does it does it fit any more or less than it did before in um, the overall theming? I would probably say it fits a bit more. They've kind of gone back to the the space theming with the especially with constellations next door. Yes. Um the the theming actually does fit a little bit better. Um, alongside that story, it's it's very thematic all the way through. I would say. Um. And I would say it probably draws your attention a bit more as well. Um, whereas walking past a building that was completely paint, painted black um, probably does divert your attention away from it. Whereas a bright blue building might grab your attention a bit more, except for the fact that the pictures that they've shown have got bright blue sky behind them as well, um, which isn't great. Um, so they're kind of disappearing into each other. But I would say it fits better with yeah. with that whole building. Okay, okay, that's 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 interesting. Um, I did I did hear some rumblings that the the animatronic was coming out, um, which again would have tied into the show. Yeah. So you know that will be interesting to see if that actually does happen. I suppose. Yeah. That thing is, after the time we'd walk in there and it wasn't working anyway, it'd be yeah, covered up in worse. a blanket or. Yeah, sc- they put screens up sometimes. Yeah. Other times it would actually be working, but it. I mean, it, it literally wasn't working, but it was working, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it was really good at the time. Yeah. And really kind of unique, but animatronics have moved on a long time since that was first installed and they've never really yeah. kept up the maintenance of it. So if it goes, it goes, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. I I concur with that. I It, it wouldn't be a big miss for me. No. Um. So, uh, and then there was a second bit of of refurb work going on in um, Discoveryland. The Orbitron has been completely dismantled. What? <laughs> yeah, it's currently not there. What, 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 all of it? <laughs> yeah, from what I could tell, that it it looked like they'd taken the whole lot out. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's a little bit strange that they have just dismantled the whole thing. Um, let me see if I can find the picture. Um, it was a few days ago that I was spotted it. Was it listed as? Because I I tried um, I tried last week to look at the refurb schedule, 
and it's obviously not been up. Well, I say obviously, I don't know why, but it's not been updated for a while. Um, I'm sure it wasn't listed on on that before. Yeah, last got updated, but so I'm just going to send you the photo, and you'll see what I mean. It is completely gone. Uh, but by the way, uh, listeners, this is not interactive. Uh, no, Paul is not sending you the photo. <laughs> We've not got that far yet. No, the technology is not not quite there. It used to be. I used to. I used to listen to enhanced podcasts. Yeah. On my on my old Apple Video iPod, when that yeah. was a thing, um, and that would generate pictures when people were talking about different bits and pieces. Yeah, but it's it's like. Have you tried any of the um? walks on uh, oh, on your phone on no, your watch if no. you do that it randomly buzzes and you look at your phone and there's a photo of the person that's talking and it changes depending on what they're talking about oh my god it surprised the hell out of me the first time i did it i was like why is my watch buzzing and i picked up and i was like well I've, I've got a photo of him now while he's talking um so that's a little bit strange what? But, okay well, i'll have to ask more about it offline this is this is weird. Like you say, there is. I'm looking at this picture. And I'm trying to work out what, what the hell is going on. So, uh, I mean, it's a great photo. We'll stick it in a stick it on the uh, on the Facebook page. Yeah. So people can try and do their own version of interactivity because you can see the the massive kind of um, refurbishment of the castle in that picture as well. Yeah. Which uh, is looking boxy. It looks like a Volvo. And then you've got this just circular wall yeah uh where orbitron used to be and uh, i mean obviously because this is a photo from the sky you can see above the wall so there is just a big blue circle in the ground with literally nothing there no no frames no vehicles uh i mean there is some stuff there but i can't i can't work out exactly what is is there but i mean it's it definitely doesn't look like any part of the attraction that I've I, I, I recognise from that. So no, wow, that is uh, that is uh, very very odd. To take it all out is just weird. Yeah, and the other thing that's really weird there is you can you get a really good view um, of something that I'm sure we've discussed before, but the um, the tunnel above. Uh, Oh no, it's not. I was going to say it's a tunnel above Videopolis that would lead, lead you to Space Mountain, but it's not because that's lower down. But yep. what you can see is where um, the spaceship is coming out of Videopolis. It's got like a tunnel thing on the top. Yeah. Very, very strange. I don't know what that would have been there no. for. Huh. Um, that is weird. Okay, well we'll have to keep our eyes on that because there's yeah. I've not seen any announcements, and that's the kind of you know, if a, if a ride was going or, or, or was going for a major refurb, they would normally announce it. But yeah. I've not seen any talk of that anywhere. So that is... Uh, yeah, very strange to see a whole, a whole ride missing. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I mean, I when was the last time you went on Orbitron? I've never been on it. I've got in the queue once and I mean, had to come out of it. I think I've not been on that ride in the last 20 years. Uh, I, I can't think of a time I've been... I've, I've been on it, yeah. but I can't think of a time uh, as an adult the only that I have. version I've been on was the one at Disneyland, possibly. 
Right. I don't think I've been on the one at Walt Disney World either. That's not is that is that Orbitron or is that um it's Rockets. One's called Astro Blasters, isn't it? No, that's Yeah. That's Disney World, I think, isn't it? Astro yeah. Blasters. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's interesting. That yeah. is uh I did not see that coming. No. Uh, neither did the ride vehicles. <laughs> no, quite <I> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Um if if ride vehicles can talk, there's a book for you. Yeah. Um Wow, okay. Was there was there any other news from the parks? Um, the only other thing I was going to mention was um, we can we can now see what they did to the stunt arena for when it was meant to be Jungle Book. Um, there's some photos of that floating around as well. They painted the ground green. Oh, I, I saw some photos of it, and like at the time, and it looked ridiculous yeah absolutely uh, uh, i didn't i didn't remember the the floor but i remember they painted like um some trees on the, the shops yeah. yeah oh man it just looks it looks awful yeah and now you can there's some some more photos from the, i'm guessing the same flight over the top of disneyland paris where you can see that they painted the ground as well um so the whole arena floor is is green so it that's looks, what that is in that picture yeah I get it. Because I'm looking at the picture and I'm thinking, I can't work out what this stuff is. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so you sent me an aerial shot of um, the expansion uh, yeah. that, that's going on. So I, I need you to talk me through this a bit because I, I'm, I'm awful at looking at stuff. I mean, obviously, we know what Avengers Campus is. What yeah. is, what is Future Lack? It's, that's the lake. Uh, oh. <laughs> What? Why is it there? Yeah, so, so the lake is going on top of what is backstage buildings and car parks at the moment. Now, I know, well, we know what that is because we saw that during our run. Yeah. We went, we went there. Yeah. Um, we went around that backstage bit. So that's, but that, that doesn't look near enough to where they're building Frozen. No, so Frozen is going right on the back of the lake. Um, though the the right the show building looks set back quite a way. Um, so it does. It's strange because I'm looking and they've also flattened the land next to that as well. Um, so it's interesting. So yeah, the um, the lake is going basically where you would walk through to enter the studio tour as it was. Um, you can see it on some of the other pictures um, that you can, you can literally see straight up studio one um, yeah. from where it is. Um, so that's going to be, you're literally going to go up that, that path and the, the lake will open out in front of you um, from what I can tell, but you will have to walk all the way around the lake to get to where frozen will be. Um, now we've talked about this and we've said that surely they can't just leave that one land on its own right at the back of the park well it, um, yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem this is this is this is why I'm struggling this is when you send this picture I'm, I'm struggling to try and picture where this is going what, what's going on yeah it just doesn't make sense no so you're literally going to have to walk round empty land to get to frozen according to this picture and what it looks like, you can see clearly that they're already digging out the, the uh, foundations 
mm. for the show building. Um, so it is rather interesting. The the lake is also bigger than I thought it was going to be. It was. Uh, it was always. It always looked like it was going to be a big lake. Yeah, but I know what you mean. So yeah, and the the thing is as well the the um the lake is flanked by two things. Uh, the studio tour is as you walk towards it will be to the right of the lake, uh, and to the left we're looking at it on this picture is where Star Wars Land is going to go. Um, which also looks like a massive, massive bit of property. Because mm. um, that's what confused me. I thought the lake was, and I'll post this in the, on the page as well. Um, there's a great big bit of land that's also been dug up right next to, to Frozen, which I thought was what was the lake to start with when I looked at it. And then I, once I looked it up, I was like, no, that's not the lake. Um, so that all is Star Wars land. Um, yeah, and that kind of makes sense because um, of of looking at where you can see like the backstage tour. Yeah. Um, the last time I went, you could see that you could see pretty. It, it hasn't really changed um, from yeah. from what I saw on that tour. Um, yeah. They were just clearing that land out. Um, yeah. So that kind of yeah, that that does make sense. Although. I mean, it's, it's very misleading, but it looks bigger than I expected it to be. Yeah. Actually. Especially if we are only getting one attraction. Yeah. Because that land looks massive. Yeah. And also, I mean, it, it kind of looks bigger than Frozen. Well, yeah. Unless it, unless Frozen is on both sides, which I suppose yeah. is possible. Yeah. Um, but if unless Frozen is not, both sides, then I would assume that would mean we are getting both attractions for Frozen. Yes. So you get the one that's at Epcot, Frozen Ever After, and I would assume we'll get the Wandering Oakens um, version of Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. Which would which would make that park massively more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's the the land itself is there's a lot of land there. Um, so no wonder it is taking as long as they're saying it's going to. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of work to do there. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be very interesting. Oh, it's always going to be interesting, anyway. But when you look at it, stuff like this, it yeah, you try and try and work out just where it's all going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, because at the moment, you know, there, there's that. If it is both sides, there's this path that's running the whole way. Yeah. Down, which did obviously have to do something with. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. But I, I mean, I'd be more interested if we was further along. Yeah. Unfortunately, it still seems like now it's so far in the future. Yeah. Um, that it's a little bit frustrating. But hey ho. What, what I think one, once do? Avengers Campus kicks off, and, and that's that's done. As we know, they're they're behind on that as well. Um, we know that they're still working on Iron Man, though they, they it's all stripped back now, and it looks like they're they're actually working on that now. And we're still expecting the the, the interactive Doctor Strange thing as well. 
um, which I don't even know if they've started on that yet. There's been no mention of that in recent months. So, yeah, I wonder if they're still going to do that. Yeah, or if it might just be another meet and greet. I mean, I know that's I know that's kind of what it's supposed to be anyway. But what I mean is, I wonder if this is going to be a proper attraction or because the timing of it would almost almost kind of link in with the release of the film. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? You know, like how in um, in Walt Disney Studios we used to get, you know, things for like Narnia or yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, where we had these kind of almost temporary attractions. I wonder if that's what they might do for Doctor Strange, yeah. and they might just use that space as a way of promoting future films. Yeah, they can circle the characters out, can't they? Well, especially with when. Well, yeah, because the thing is, with, with that space in the studios, because it was in the studios, it didn't matter, and they could just you know, put whatever film in they wanted to. You yeah. can't do that in Marvel land, except no. it, unless you've always got a new Marvel property. Yeah. Which you do. <laughs> you yeah. know, we have every two new, or three months. Well, yeah, at this rate, but even, even film wise, we know what's coming out for the next five years. Yeah. Right. So they're not going to do it. They don't need to do it for every film, but let's just say, you know, if um, in 2023, the biggest film, they think's coming out that year is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, then they could do a, a Guardians of the Galaxy setup. Yeah. Um, or if it might be a new um, Black Panther film, because that's yeah. still on the agenda, then it, maybe they could do a, a whole thing about Black Panther too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would make more sense to me than just having a, a kind of... I suppose it depends on how immersive they want it to be, but yeah. I, I can't see it being that immersive i mean if you look at the stuff they've done uh before in america like the things they did for like guardians of the galaxy they were they were really well done they didn't look cheap yeah but they weren't used for very long no exactly so that would kind of make sense yeah okay uh was there any other news no that was it really it was a, a, lot, a lot of, of news though, yeah it? it was there's a there's quite a lot of work going on while the parks are shut mm. So, I'm sure, sure there'll be more next month. Yes, well, let's hope so because it helps keeping this podcast chugging along. Yeah. Um, so what I did was, um, because we knew we was recording this episode when we were, I thought I'd just ask everyone if uh, there was any questions. I yeah. even used a picture of David S. Pumpkins, which <laughs> I'm sure left some people very confused as to why I put a picture of Tom Hanks in a pumpkin suit next to two men dressed as skeletons. But to anyone that got the reference, <laughs> congratulations, well done. Have a pat on the back. Um, so this is posted a couple of places. So I've got some questions and I think you've got some different ones as well. Yeah. Um, I've not looked at these in advance. Craig has also answered some of these or I'll commented back to the people. So I'll ignore those, but um. The first one is from Steve Wilson, who we've got to know quite well recently. Um, he's joined us on a few of the quizzes that we've done. Um, and he says, and this is a, an interesting question, for someone who has not been to DLP for about 10 years, but been to WDW often, why should we book a trip there? Convince us we need to go. Uh, do you want to go first? or? Yeah. Um, I, I would say, in my opinion, I... I don't feel the need to compare the two. They're very different beasts, in my opinion. Um, while, yes, 
Paris is a Disney park. Um, it also has that European flair, which for me makes it very different. Uh, I look at things like the um, the arcades. It's so ornate that you wouldn't find at Walt Disney World. Um, some of the food offerings, while we complain that some of them are very generic, you've also got other places that I feel have got food that you probably wouldn't find in some of the other parks. You I definitely wouldn't find that smelly cheese stand in any other <laughs> Disney no. park. And that, that's what I'm saying. You've got things like the, the food festival during the during certain seasons, which is very different to the food festivals that you would find at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, inventions is a very different beast for a character meal. Yeah. In my opinion, you don't go to a character meal at Walt Disney World for probably what I would call fine dining buffet. With some of the food uh, inventions, it's, it's so very different to what you'd expect for a character meal. Um, and yeah, just a very ornate park that I think you can enjoy, not just for the intra- attractions, but for walking around the park, taking your time, taking things in. I think the details are probably a, not just a little, probably quite a lot more uh, in depth than, than you would find at, at, say, Walt Disney World. Um, and of course, that dragon under the castle can never be beaten for an animatronic, in my opinion. Well, it works. I like disco, yeah, see? Yeah. And has pretty much since day one. Um, <laughs> anything else to add to that? Um, not really. Just just some better versions of rides. Big Thunder Mountain is by far a, a much better attraction than, than it is anywhere else. Um, Phantom Manor is a different beast. While it, it follows a lot of the same tropes, um, very different story. And and that's another thing. The, the background stories at Disneyland Paris, I think, um, are a lot better than a lot of the other parks as well, um, which goes into the details again. Um, yeah, especially Thunder Mesa. Yeah. Um, like, as an example, you know, both those, yeah. you know, Big Thunder and Phantom Manor, and the stories are kind of intertwined, but the, the whole the whole story of, of that area of the park is far richer than... I, I can't think of, a, of an equivalent in, in Disney World. No. Um, so for me, uh, when he said convince us we need to go, I was just going to say, well, I can't. <laughs> but I think you, you you kind of hit the nail on the head in, in what I would have said, which is with Disney World, you can go there for... If you went there for a week, you wouldn't scratch the surface. No. You'd be on your feet all day, um, you know, from rope drop to, to park close, you wouldn't get stuff done. Um, you can't just, you know, walk from one part to another uh, like you can here. You know, I think one of the, the beautiful things is, you know, I can have a morning in Disneyland Park, you know, doing some of the attractions I want to do. Then I can flip over to the studios. If I've got a fast pass for a ride in, in Disneyland Park that I couldn't, you know, do while I was in there first thing in the morning, I can go back. You know, it's so easy and quick to do. You know, it doesn't take long to walk between parks. Um, But you can go to Disneyland Paris for a long weekend and pretty much do everything. Um, You know, I think the problem with 
um, with someone like Steve is it's not it's not straightforward. You know, he would have to you know drive into London or um, you know maybe fly over. I don't think he can fly from where he's actually, but you know, like it's it, it's quite easy for me, and it's not even that hard for you really. You can get a train to London quite easily, but um, you know it, it, it's it, it's that on top which might make it a little bit more awkward, but. You can, but you can go for a much shorter time. That's the thing that I like. You know, for Disney World, you've got to do all this planning in advance. You know, my my, my wife is, like dreads the idea of going to Disney World now because I've yeah. told her of of what you now have to do. The last time we went, it was still paper fast passes. Now, you know, you you know, you get um, additional times to book things depending on what hotel you're at. Um, we experienced this when we went for the day and we weren't staying on property so we thought we only had a, a Thursday window. Yeah. So we couldn't get the fast passes for the, the rides that we wanted to. We kind of, I mean, you know, it's not we didn't get on any of the rides we wanted to, but, you know, like Toy Story was, was gone. Yeah. There was no getting on anything Toy Story that day um, because we just weren't able to. Um, weren't able to put that early. So it, it's those kind of things which you don't have to worry about in Disneyland Paris that yeah. I like. Um, but if you're there for like three or four days, you can get everything done at a nice leisurely pace. Um, and like you say, some of the attractions are much better. Pirates of the Caribbean, far superior yeah. in, in Paris than, than Disney World. I've not done the California one, so I can't compare it, but I know they're more uh, similar yeah. than the, the Disney World one is. Um, so there are, and it, you know, there's a few unique attractions I know Ratatouille, not my favourite, but you know that is a ride that's going to Epcot. But it was obviously in Paris first. Um, Alice's Maze, it's something different, yep. you know. And it's it's I, I do it I do it every I've probably done it every trip, you know. I know the route, but it's still just quite nice to do something like that. You don't get yeah. that in in Disney World, so it's those little things, and it's the fact that you can do it, you know, without the the planning and um in a much shorter window than you could go into disney world so and and like you say as well just just how beautiful everything is yes you can go there at the times when stuff hasn't been refurbed for a long time and you know there's quite a lot of repair work that needs doing and things need a bit of lick of paint yeah but when you go and if you go in the next 12 months it does reopen um you know leading up to the 30th or just after the 30th anniversary that park is going to be absolutely gleaming yeah um and it is my favorite looking park oh yeah by by a mile there's just starting with the hotel at the front is is just so ornate when you you look at it with the clock on the front um and the fact that you have to walk underneath it to get in the park Mm. Is is so different. Normally, you, you walk along a nondescript tunnel, yep, to get into a into a Disney park. This is you're walking underneath the hotel, so everything is is built in like it's the hotel uh, and things like that. And yeah, just how ornate the park is, and and yeah, with the castle refurb, that's that's going to look even better. We've seen some pictures of what's going into the well onto the castle, should I say? Um, I just it's gonna gonna sparkle again. Yeah, and I, I do I, I do think it's a it's one of the best looking castles they've got as well. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's far better than Disneyland's one. 
Um, and I, I do think it's better than Cinderella's. Yeah. Just just think it's really nice. So yeah, that that that's it. That that's that's some reasons as to why I think you uh you should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the question I, I've got as well is is kind of a follow-on from from Phil from from the network, uh, oh, yeah. Phil Guard. Um trying to come he wants to be convinced why he should go to the theme park when it is cold, wet and miserable. Um he doesn't like it when it's like that. He wants a reason as to why he should go to, to DLP and um, why they think that Paris was a good location and where it should have gone in the first place rather than Paris. And he said, not in the UK. So, um, and again, uh, you can't read it in my book because it's not published. But if you did read my book, you, you'd see um, other places that it was planned to be and not just rain and marshes. Um, yeah. You know, where it was going to... The, the two locations it was down to was where it is now uh, and also what is now, I want to say, Ferrari World in yeah. Spain. It's got another park there as well. And I can't remember yeah. what the other park is. It's not, it's not Aventura. No. I can't remember what it is, but anyway, it was going to be like uh, on the on the on the south of Spain, um, and I mean it was it was picked there because it was the most central, pretty yeah. much, of that. Um, you know, for us to go to the south of Spain by plane wouldn't take that much longer, but you know, it, it was designed for people to be able to travel in from train and, and by car as well. So it was a good location. Climbing they also was, they had the the selling point, of course that Walt had been stationed in Paris yeah, during the was, war. It was, and that it was, was part of the reason. Yeah, it was It was part, that, that was definitely part of it because um, he had a long uh, love of Paris um, and he had spoken himself that if he was going to do something like that, that is where he would like it to be. Yeah. Um, not necessarily where it ended up, but, but in, that, in that region. Um, I mean, the thing is, it, it's typical of Central Europe which yeah. is in the summer it can get too hot and in the winters it can get bloody cold. Yeah. Um, so it, it is what it is. But quite frankly, Phil, suck it up, buttercup. Like, I I normally pack thermals. Yeah. Unless I'm going um, in June, July or August, I will always take some thermals with me. Because and I don't I take a much room and they can just stay in my suitcase. And if I need yeah. to use them, they're there. That's, uh, that's it. And I think it gives the park a different feel. How, how many parks? Tokyo, possibly. But how many other parks can you go to? Disney parks can you go to and possibly walk into a park covered in snow? That Real adds snow. an extra... Yeah. And ex it adds an extra dimension when you look at the pictures of it, I've not been there myself when it snowed. I've been there when it's been freezing, but I've never been there when it snowed myself. But when you see the photos, it, it just gives it an extra dimension for me. Yeah, my, my brother went one year when it snowed, um, probably probably about seven or eight years ago now, maybe a bit longer. Um, and he happened to be there when it snowed and he said it was, uh, you know, he'd, he'd not, I think he'd probably been about four or five times himself at that point. And, um, you know, he, he really liked the the fact that, you know, it was a different kind of um, atmosphere. And, I mean, yeah. I've been 
we went in the, the last when I learned this lesson about thermals we'd gone in November it was the first week of November I think it was and you know we had winter coats but they weren't windproof and the wind just cut right through you and you just it was just horrible I learned the same lesson and I, yeah and and the thing is like going to a park when you're freezing cold is horrible yeah. but when you go to a park knowing it's going to be cold and you've got the right clothing and you're not cold um yeah. and it's raining but you've got a you know you've got a, a coat on that's stopping you getting wet and all of those kind of things you don't need an umbrella you just need a decent coat um and it, it you know it's great you know yeah. i i love going on the big thunder mountain uh at night and i love going on big thunder mountain um no matter the weather you know it can be raining and it's a different experience yeah you know and it's and it's fine and yes that's why we didn't get splash mountain yeah but so what i don't like splash mountain overrated there i've said it there i've said it um but no i mean yeah if you if you're gonna go and you just want to pack your usual kind of florida gear and hope for the best well you know it's not going to be great but if you go prepared and you go with the right clothing you go with comfortable shoes and, and everything like that and as you said you've learned lessons as well we all have and that's why we're saying this to you now or saying this to everybody like just go prepared paris is an unusual place but it's no different to anywhere really in europe yeah. so as long as you dress for the occasion you can have a good time if you don't dress for the occasion yes you are going to be miserable but you can't blame anyone for that so just make sure whatever time of year you go you're you're prepared we went in january the end of january when we got the like the really ridiculous cheap deal and you know we all had we had snow suits for the kids because they were still very small um we had nice winter coats to take with us and you know it got cold yeah but we had a great time because we didn't you know we were we had the right clothing for what we was expecting so therefore none of that the cold didn't bother us anyway <laughs> um because we were prepared so that that's it if you're you know go prepared as long as you go yeah. prepared you'll be, be able to come in anywhere. there you go all the all the disney songs relate to the the weather yeah. at disneyland paris yeah. um but but what would you say paul yeah i i'd agree you you go prepared and as i said it it kind of gives it something extra it, it's not your typical disney trip um seeing people in their hats the scarves the gloves um, obviously, it gives a, another revenue source for, for DLP, people buying hats and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. As I said, I've been I've been in October, I've been in November. Um, I'm yet to go out in December, January, February time, um, just because it doesn't work. It's, it's never been the time for us to go. Um, and I'm but, sure I've mentioned this before, but I went in December... If you remember when I went to Mickey's birthday party, yeah, that was in December, and the night before, I was, you know, I had a big thick coat on, I had thermals on. Um, by the end, of, you know, by like two o'clock in the morning, I was, you know, starting to get cold and I wanted to get back, but I'd been in the parts for a, a long time by that point. But the next day, I wore the same coat in, and I had to carry it around with me because it was so warm. Yeah, in December. That I was walking around in a t-shirt during the day. Yeah, but then when we went in September that night after the five k, we were 
freezing our oh, butts off. Oh, absolutely brass monkeys. And, so, and, and, the, and, and the, 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 uh, the 10K. Yeah. You know, when we, when we did the 10K in the morning, we had to get into the park at what? See, about half five? Yeah. Well, not the park, but, you know, just the, the village. And, um, and again, absolutely brass monkeys. So, yeah. so cold. But then the um, next day it poured with rain. Yeah. So again, but that's it. As long as you've got the right clothing, you're fine. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I I like it. It's it's an added dimension for me. Um, it doesn't. It really doesn't bother me what the weather's like. Um, I can find things to do. Um, as I mentioned with the previous answer, the arcades are fantastic for that time of the year. Grab something to eat or drink and and sit in there and. And look at the details in there as well. If if you really want to get out of the rain or or the cold, there are certainly things you can you can do. There's shows to go and watch. Um, it's not like there isn't things to do if you want to keep out of the the bad weather. And you mentioned the arcades before. Um, I've been caught in rainstorms before, like a really bad rainstorm in must have been about August, I think. And uh, you know we had. We had like ponchos, but it was it was raining so hard. It was like we don't want to stand out in this for too long, so we just hung about in the arcades for a little bit. Yeah, um, until the, the rain eased off. It was you know that's that's why they've got so many things like that. Yeah, for for that reason to keep people sheltered from the weather. So it's a well designed park. Yeah. Um, Craig did throw a question in. We kind of answered some of it. Um, he said, um, as a massive fan of Walt Disney World, what's the point of Disneyland Paris? Sure. Uh, nothing better at Paris than at Orlando. What are your betters? We kind of mentioned that, but we got uh, two quick questions from Kieran Gibbons. Um, and the first one, it's, it's funny how somebody's kind of follow suit. So he said, did they pick the correct city, country for the European park and poss- possible alternatives, pros and cons? And then to add on top of that, what five things would you take from WDW to DLP to improve it and vice versa? So, um, do you want to do you want to start with the first question? If you were if you were building this now, so let's say that you could do what they do a lot in America, which is uh, pick something up, put it on the back of a truck, and drive it somewhere else, <laughs> put it back somewhere. <laughs> um, would would you choose another country to put it in? I don't think I would, honestly. I I think. Um, the tides have changed. Maybe if you'd have asked me this when I first started going and there was still a, I wouldn't say a backlash as such, um, but even like 10, 15 years ago, I don't think it was as well-loved of a Mm. park as it is now. Um, I believe it's now been accepted. Um, Changes have been made. I think it feels more at home now. As we've said, the the weather isn't a problem for us. Um, And yeah, I think with all the reasons, loving it, um, the culture, I think things like Plaster Remy, while obviously a cartoonized version of, of Paris, I think they've taken note with with the food, um, obviously, the the re- restaurant in, in Plaster Remy um, was a huge step up 
in terms of theme park food, I think, for Disneyland Paris. And I think it's it's slowly settling now that, that Disney do own it. Uh, and I think it, it has found its home now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get what I looked at Spain. I do. Yeah. And obviously the weather would have been nicer uh, the south of Spain. I think it would have been less accessible for people. And, uh, and this is controversial, what I'm about to say, and I'll try and explain why I'm saying what I'm saying. But in terms of culture, I think Spain has a lot to learn. And what I mean by that is there is still, you, you still hear a lot of racism that happens in Spain. Not all of Spain, and that is not obviously suggesting by any stretch that that means that if you're Spanish, you're racist, right? Because we know that's obviously not true. And I would never say that. But there does seem to still be quite a, a racist culture in parts of Spain, especially. Um, and you've only got to look at, like, you know, take sporting events, for example, you know, um, and monkey chants at football matches and bananas being thrown uh, during Formula One races at Lewis Hamilton, right? And, and stuff like that. They're, they're, culturally, I don't think they're there where I think France are, are better. And that's not to say that France doesn't have problems at all. And I mean, look, is there any country in Europe that doesn't have racism? Unfortunately not. We're still we're still there. We have it here on our own doorstep. Um, I just think it seems to be louder there um, than it is in some places. And and Spain is another. Uh, sorry, it's Italy is another place which which has pockets where that's still a, a massive problem as well. Um, Germany would have probably not been a bad country to do it, um, but it's been proven that theme parks struggle there. Yeah. Um, I was only talking with, and I'll plug another podcast here, uh, Last Branch and Ripley. We were talking about um, Warner Brother Movie World in Germany and how that wasn't very successful. The, the park is still open. It's under new ownership, but it never kind of attracted people in the same way. Um, and Holland would, would have been a, a good country to do it. Obviously, it's very flat, but again, I don't think it's that ideal. And you can't look at like the Nordics. Um, because it would have been just so expensive and not that accessible to get to yeah. for a lot of people. Not in the and same way. To be way. fair, they've got quite a few theme parks that are rather popular anyway. Well, Tivoli Park, which I think is in Denmark, yeah. is is one of Walt Disney's biggest inspirations when it came to Disneyland. Yep. Again, came visited it d- during the war. So, you know, yeah, I, I I think I think for those reasons. So. To me, France is, I think the other thing as well, and again, it's something I, I have written in this book, which I promise is not imaginary. I have, I have, definitely, I have definitely got it. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote a, a whole section of, of the book about things to do in Paris because I think one of the big draws for uh, some people, especially, especially uh, our American listeners that want to come over to Disneyland Paris, is the fact it's in it's in france it's near paris so if you plan your holiday you can you can throw in a few days in paris yeah. or do it the other way do like paris and spend a few days at disneyland paris because you know it takes you what about 45 minutes to get yeah. from the other um 
So, you know, and, and Paris is and has always been a really big draw. People go to capital cities across Europe. Yeah. You know, people will travel to, uh, you know, Madrid and Barcelona in Spain, and they'll travel to uh, Munich um, and places like Frankfurt in Germany and um, whatever the capital of Amsterdam is. Amsterdam is the capital. Of course it is. It's the capital of Holland. <laughs> I was like, why am I just thinking Amsterdam in my head? Um, so, you know, people will travel to those places as well. But Paris has this big, it, it, you know, it's very historic. It's very rich in, in culture, yeah. um, historically. Um, you know, it's got things like the Eiffel Tower, which, you know, it just, just people know lots about Paris before yeah. even wanting to go. The Art de Triomphe, the Louvre, you know, they, there's so much there. You know, some of Notre Dame is still there. Um, yeah. So it's, it's being rebuilt. You know, there's, there's, a, you know, culturally, it's, it's so significant and important in history that I think people would be drawn there anyway. So the yeah. fact that you can kind of like do two holidays, if you're going to Spain to, to do Disneyland, that's probably all you're going to do. So it's yeah. not near anywhere else that you'd want to visit. So that's it. And, and also it's, it's where they could build it. Yeah. That's the other thing as well. So, um, I'm like you. I, I think I spent a long time thinking, would well, it be better built in England? No, yeah. It wouldn't have been. It'd no. been better for me, been easier for me to go to, but it wouldn't have been better here. Wouldn't have been better you know. for the bank account, though. No, I, I, but also it would have it would have also been been bad for the theme parks we have here. You know, at, at that time France didn't have many. You know, Park Asterix kind of really got fast tracked because of Disneyland Paris coming into it. Um, but it wasn't full of theme parks. So, yeah, I, I think actually, as time's gone on and, and, and kind of putting all those things into consideration, I think it, it probably is the right place. The only reason to have moved it is because of the weather, but it just wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been as easy to get to. No. So I, I think, Kieran, it, it's probably where it needs to be for Europe, really. Uh, yeah. So the other question he asked was, "What five things would you take from from WDW?" Um, I don't know if he wants us to send stuff from DLP. I mean, it's already taken three things. You know, there was, yeah. there was three things that, that came from Disneyland Paris to to Disney World. Can you name them? Well, Remy. Yep. Um. The the Visionarium. Yes. And I don't know what the third one is. Uh, see, the, I thought the, the, the Visionarium was going to be the one that f- that threw you off um, when it moved to, to be the timekeeper. Lights, motors, action. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> We've even talked about it tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I think we'll stick with with what what would you take from first. So so what do you think? What five things you, would you take from from WDW? Well, I've got two straight off the bat. Um, better quick service food. <laughs> um, Walt Disney World's quick service is far better than, than Disneyland Paris's. Um, second, I would love like a Polynesian style hotel at, at Disneyland Paris. Yep. Um, and I suppose I could throw in the third thing with that would be a Trader Sam's. Um, I, I think that would be great at, at Disneyland Paris. Um, they do so well with their bars as it is. Um, we talk about the Sequoia Lodge bar quite regularly. 
Um, I like I love Cafe Fantasia, so putting in a, a Trader Sam somewhere would would be great. You know what? I've got it. Hurricanes has been sat there for like a decade now. Yeah, just turn that into a massive Trader Sam's. Yeah, I know it's yeah. not inside the parts, but who cares? No, it doesn't need the, the other two aren't, so it doesn't, no, doesn't true. need to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Um, I would like something like Cirque du Soleil mm. at, at Disneyland Paris. Um, obviously, we've lost the, the cowboy show. Um, you know, they had one, yes, they did. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't Cirque du Soleil, but no, that, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. Uh, what would I pick for my final final thing? Um, just a better Disney Village, uh, some shrunk down version of Disney Springs. Mm. Just better theming for for the village. Yeah. Um, some kind of storyline because at the moment it's it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would I? I'd like to see Pandora. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, Which is weird because tonight I turned around to my wife and said, "I wonder whether that might end up going to Disneyland as part of this expansion." Uh, okay, yeah. I guess it will depend on on what happens with these new films that are coming out. Yeah, I, I would guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really well themed. Um, I think the the attractions are, are are good, so that that could fit in quite well in like the studios or something like that. Um, I would I would take dinosaur and just turn it into Indiana Jones Adventure and whack it yeah. behind uh, Temple of Peril. That's yeah. kind of a loose one, but I would do that. Um, what else would I take? Um, a monorail. Yeah. I want a monorail to the hotels. Rather than the whole bus situation that we've got, which is a bit of a nightmare, I yeah. would just like a monorail that just does the hotel loop, which would be so yeah. easy to do. Yeah. Really. Oh, that's a good shout. So I, w- I would like that. Um, so that's three things, isn't it? I mean, the village one's really good. I think that's... That's a really good shout, but I don't want to nick another one of your ideas. Um, I can't even take Haunted Mansion Holiday because that's that's Disneyland. Um, yeah. Struggling, you know. You know what, actually? Um, what it lacks and what it would need with some changes is a water park. I don't like them. I'm not a massive fan of the water parks, but that is something that they could probably do with having now again we're talking about the climate here it's not going to really yeah. work so you would need to have an indoor water park which yeah. is not you know we have them in this country they're not within the realms of possibility they cost more money to you know to build and whatever but i think that would be really successful um yeah. so an indoor water park as like a, a kind of third gate or something would be really good um and lastly Halloween events like more like Mickey's not so scary. That's another great show. I like what we do, what we do have in Paris, and I've obviously been to them, but they're usually a couple of nights of the year. They do things properly. You get, you know, we we get really nice Halloween decorations, don't we? Yeah. Especially around Frontierland now. 
Um, but you only get two nights of a soiree. So I think a proper Halloween, Mickey's not so scary type season. Yeah. You know what? You know, save some money, just do it at weekends, but do it for the do it for every weekend from the middle of you know, for the weekend after run week. Yeah. One week run weekend through to the end of October. Um, so have have them for about three or four weeks, Friday and Saturday. Um, ticketed events, parades, uh, more things going on. Um, yeah, I think that would be good. And also, it, the problem with the soirees that I've I've been to recently are that because they're only on you know one or two nights of the year, they're they're packed out. Yeah. Whilst if you had them for a few weekends, it it's more likely to um have smaller crowds attend each one. Yeah. Because you know they 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 you know you, you've got more opportunities to go. So definitely. Um, so yeah. So so I think that's 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 it. Um, what would you send to, to Disney World? Um, what would I send? I don't know. Um, Disneyland Paris is Space Mountain. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Um, because I have a major dislike for Walt Disney World's version. I'm so glad we're on the same page with that because people like go well over the top. Yeah. Um, I would send a hotel at the park entrance. Yes. I don't think you can go wrong with with that. Um, what else? This is really interventions. Mm-hmm. I would send. I don't know where I'd put it, but uh, sorry, inventions, not interventions. That's Epcot. <laughs> um, I honestly, I don't think there's much else. I wouldn't want Walt Disney World to have Phantom Manor. No. Um, I'm quite happy for them to keep Haunted Mansion. Um, just trying to think. Maybe another something like RC Racer, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, for Toy Story Land, just to expand it a bit more. I know they've already got three rides, but um, it doesn't take up a huge amount of space. No, it though, doesn't. Does it? And and Disneyland Paris has got three rides in in Toy Story Land anyway. Mm. Um, so Walt Disney World should probably have a have a, at least one more. Um, how many is that? Is that four? Yeah. Uh, one more. Um, just trying to go round. Uh, making the magician. You git. <laughs> I was like, he's not going to mention that. <laughs> it took me a while to think of it, yeah. but I got there eventually. Oh, God damn it. Um, so I would send, uh, as I've already mentioned, Alice's Curious Labyrinth, just because yeah. it's the right environment for it. I think it would flourish there. Yeah. Um, I would send Cinema Chic. Hell, yeah. we're not using it anymore. You yeah. can have it. Um, I don't think it's dated that much, so you can still get away with it. No. Um, Vapianos. Yeah. You can have one of them. Yeah. Um, the smells from the hotels. Yes. I don't. I don't recall the hotels. I mean, I. You know, the one I, I was staying in anyway was um, Pop Century, so yeah. it's not really a proper hotel. But I don't remember going to the Grand Floridian and thinking, oh, there's a smell here. 
you know what I mean? Nah. Not like you do when you walk into like the Disneyland Hotel yeah. or, or Newport Bay. So, um, yeah, smelly hotels. Yeah. Nice smelling hotels. Um, hmm. Yeah, Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can have a better version of that. And... Well, Orbitron, we've taken ours yeah. down. You can have to. <laughs> That's easy enough. <laughs> um, Crush's Coaster. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, obviously they've got the uh, the kind of Nemo and Friends Pavilion. Yeah. So you've got a little Nemo section there in Epcot. Um, you know, it's a it's another ugly building like um, Guardians of the Galaxy. So it'll be in the right place in Epcot. Yeah. Um, but they've got nothing. And I, I, I suppose Guardians of the Galaxy is probably going to be a little bit like that, but yeah. it's not going to be the same. No. So I, I think, uh, yeah, that would still be quite fun. Um, yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, you got any more questions? Uh, no. I was there one more. I think Jamie had asked us something. He did. Yes. Um, he said. Uh, and this is something we talked about the other night when we, we were recording a podcast about uh, my visits to go and see Prince uh, at the O2. So nothing related to Disney at all, but this did come up in conversation before we started recording, which is uh, why is everything generic in the shops when Walt Disney World has specific shops? Um, we've kind of talked about this before yeah. as well. It's a bit of a bugbear of ours. And I was saying to Jamie, actually, like, you know, other than the the clovery and like the the kitchenware shop they're the only kind of places where they kind of stick to what they do everything else can be kind of like a complete hodgepodge of the last shop you went into yeah just a different theme inside the shop but the actual stuff is the same oh and harrington's of course yeah um but yeah um i I, I don't know why i think the big problem is i think disneyland paris their merchandising side of stuff, a lot of it is shop Disney stuff. Um, rather than being specifically made for the park, they do sell a lot from the, the European shop Disney. Um, and I think that's where the big problem lies with the generic stuff. Yeah. So I didn't want to interrupt you. We might have said something else. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's. Um, I think you might be right on the. It, it, it's got a bit confused, hasn't it? Because obviously, before you couldn't buy anything on Shop Disney that was a Disneyland Paris thing, and then they started to kind of integrate. But now you are seeing stuff that is less theme park specific I think yeah. on Shop Disney um, yeah I don't I think the problem the problem really is as we said is that you go in one shop and you see a load of stuff and then you go into two shops down and you see the exact same stuff but set out in a different way yeah um, it never used to it, it wasn't always this way no and I think it's just because it's cheap to do it yeah. to just churn out the same stuff um 
I think I think they should really go back to doing more unique stuff. Yeah. So, you know, even even a lot of the Phantom Manor stuff is just uh, Haunted Mansion stuff. Yeah. I mean, I did, uh, you know, I'll give them credit here. Like, we got coasters. You ever seen the coasters? No. So they did, like, tombstone, almost like tombstone-shaped coasters. Yeah. Um, and they had, you know, they were taken from the, the gravestones you get at the entrance to the Haunted Mansion. They did a set for Phantom Manor, and they were different because obviously the headstones are different. So you got you got different headstones that you, than you did for, if you bought the American pack of coasters. Oh, that's good. Well, so you know at least they're the is, sort of things, yeah. But but the thing is, if you look at like the t-shirts and stuff like that, then you know most of this stuff is very generic and looks like it's haunted mansion merchandise has just been slightly rebranded. Yeah. Um, uh, and despite the fact that I bought some of it. A lot of the stuff is stuff that isn't even in the Disneyland Paris parks. Like we've talked about it before, Disney Traditions, where I've bought the Hatbox Ghost in mm. Paris, or they had the the Alice in Wonderland ride from Disneyland. They yeah. had the tradition from that, and I'm like, well, you're producing this stuff and selling it here. Why can't you do something that's Paris related and sell it here? Yeah, I mean, whenever you're making, you know, I, I obviously don't know what the, the, the run size is on a on a Disney tradition, but it's going to be in the tens of thousands, yeah. right, when you're making that stuff. So there is no reason why they shouldn't be able to. Now, I guess on the other side of that, you get things like um, the, the, the Mary Poppins stuff yeah. we got recently and the Up stuff that we yeah. got. And... You know, eventually, you know, they were Disney Paris, Disneyland Paris exclusives, and eventually yeah. they made their way onto Shop Disney. Although they didn't have many, but but those things were made in quite low numbers. Like yeah. I think there were like about a thousand units that they said that they'd made, um, and they obviously didn't sell that in the parks. So maybe maybe that has something to do with it. But Disney traditions are generally a bit cheaper. I mean, that that up statue I bought was. 150 euros i think which okay once i got my pass holder discount and stuff on you know it brought it down considerably but it was still quite a pricey item whilst the traditions are you know half that if not a bit less than that so it's cheaper stuff to sell um and people will collect it yeah so uh yeah i think i think they could get away with doing stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, there's been a few Pandoras, haven't they? Done a few yeah. exclusive Pandoras. Yeah. Um, obviously, the same thing there um, in terms of exclusivity. Um, but yeah, I just think I just think clothing-wise, they could do a lot more um, exclusive stuff and just focus on you know, don't just buy stuff in because it's been sold at Disney World. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the attraction there, or you know, it's different. Create something new. There must be yeah. people that can do that for you. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's a team that you've got in Europe that can design stuff for you. So just just do that. But yeah, I do think a lot of the shops do have a bit of an identity crisis, yeah, and it's definitely. not the shops' fault. It's it's the it's what they put forward. And when they do it right, they do it right. Look at they look at the the retro stuff we got recently. Yeah, right. 
and exactly. but look but also look how hard it was to buy yeah you know it wasn't even sold on shop and i know it was supposed to be disneyland paris exclusive merch but in the end they, they put it on the website and then you couldn't even buy it on the european site you can only buy it on the uk one yeah ludicrous but that would have sold so much in the parks yeah so you know do stuff like that embrace your history yeah if they started doing t-shirts of things like the visionarium exactly buy that yeah you know you've got enough extinct attractions that you could do um we get a little bit of indiana jones stuff but even that i don't think is about the ride most of the time no you know it has the ride name on it but it's not you know it's normally mickey mouse with a fedora and a whip yeah that says temple of hell do a t-shirt where you've got a cart going around the loop i got my bro i got my son a nice um I think it was Mickey Mouse driving Big Thunder Mountain. I think yeah. that's what it was. But, you know, I know not, obviously not all of those attractions are exclusive to Paris, but just, just do t-shirts like that. Yeah. With just a ride on, a you know, a, a, dis, a dispic, discri, uh, depiction of the ride um, with some Disney characters on. That makes more yeah. sense than just putting Mickey Mouse in the fedora and calling it Temple Apparel. Yeah. And yeah, and then and then actually try and make the shop sell the stuff that they should do. I mean, Jamie was was moaning the fact that the um, specifically the Tower of Terror shop is not a Tower of Terror shop. Uh, no, it's not. And that used to be somewhere that I literally go. Well, I think, in all the time. Well, I think the last time, uh, definitely the last time I went there, but it was like the graveyard of the Mickey's not uh, Mickey's ninetieth birthday stuff. Yeah. So they had all the cuddly toys and stuff from Mickey's 90th birthday that they'd left over were whacked in there. Yeah, and it's like we've talked about the Pirates of the Caribbean shop yeah. being half Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if anywhere's going to sell Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, it should be in, fan, um, in the... Uh, oh, God, what's the shop called? Not the... Uh, <laughs> the one in Frontierland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the... the, uh, the Thunder, Mesa... Mercantile. That's it. Well done. Um, you know, and, and I mean, you do get Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in there, but make that Nightmare Before Christmas shop. The last time Especially I went in, in there, there was more, more princess stuff in there than there was anything yeah. else. It's just, it's just madness. Um, yeah. So just, just yeah, better, better, better theming of the shops and not so much repeating. Yeah. I do get to an extent why they do it, which is yeah. if you f don't want to, if you see it and you don't pick it up in the first shop, you might pick it up in the next shop you see it in or, or something. Yeah. But I, I would happily walk all over the parks to find the stuff that I need. Yeah. If I had to go to a specific shop, then exactly going to Snow White shop and buying a Big Thunder Mountain t-shirt. Like it was, that doesn't make any sense. So, um, Cool. Um, and that was it for questions, was it? Yeah, we're, we'll save Craig's for the for the next show, I think. Okay. Because he had that big long list that we've been doing on the other shows. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. We will do that for the next one. Yeah. We'll do that for the next one. Um, so there's something to look forward to already. Yeah. We, we, if you've listened to Disney Parts and Beyond, you'll know what it will be. Um, it'll be a version of that. And if you haven't listened to Disney Parts and Beyond, why the bloody hell not? that's our flagship show yeah and we do sometimes talk a little bit about disneyland parents as well on there, so. yeah um but yeah so well i guess that's it for for april 
So uh, happy 29th birthday, Disneyland Paris. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm all booked for the 30th. Yep. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And I, I probably will be doing something very similar. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to. I've got to go to one of these big anniversaries. They're so, they are very much worth it. Yeah. I, I had so much fun the last time. Yeah. It's not my 40th then, but, you know, it's it's near enough. So maybe that would be the excuse. But, uh, yeah. Well, look, thank you for your questions. We love... Um, we love getting some some feedback and some interaction with our audience. So thank you very much for that. And um, yeah, we will see you for a new episode next month. Au revoir.